0: The Lord, praise the Lord, everyone! Hallelujah, praise the Lord! Let's give the Lord some praise today! Hallelujah, hallelujah, glory, 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 hallelujah, Father. We give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. We thank you, Almighty God, for this day. We thank you for being with us, for looking after us overnight and our families. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for all things that you do in our lives. We ask today, Lord, that you guide us in this word and that you show us, Lord, the things that we need to keep in our minds, in our heart, in our spirit, the things, Father, that we need to utilize in our lives every day and to help others as well. Father, we ask that we be a beacon of light to others so that they will see the truth. Lord, we thank you for all these things. We thank you for your word today, Lord. And I pray, Father, that your word be penetrating and taken in truly into the minds and hearts of those who are listening in. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Father, we give you praise, O Lord. We praise your holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Father, we praise you. We praise you, almighty God. We praise your holy name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord. Lord, we praise you, we praise you, Almighty God. We praise you, we praise you, Almighty God. God, you are wonderful, merciful, and loving, you are our gracious, mighty God, oh Lord, we praise you, we praise you, oh Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, oh Lord. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Lord. We praise you. We praise you, Almighty oh God. Lord, we praise. Lord, we praise you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Oh, Lord, mighty God, we pray you. He's worthy. He's worthy. The Lord our God is worthy. He is our Lord and he is worthy, worthy to be praised. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! 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 Amen! Amen! Hallelujah! Hallelujah!
0: Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord, everyone! Okay, today we are going to. Read on into Ezra. Remember, they were all taken captive. They moved in. Uh, The Lord sent them to Babylon because they refused, uh, even though the king uh, that they had was before God and uh, doing all that he could before he passed. The Lord told him because of his... uh, His turning about and his belief, he would not see what was going to happen to his people. But you can't fool the Lord, okay? You can put up pretense. And that's what the people were doing. They were putting up a pretense. They were making it seem as though they were holy because the king insisted that, you know, they do these things, but their heart was not in it. And so the Lord said, okay, enough. I'm going to send you away from the land. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you, and you're going to be humble unto me. You'll see. So they have been sent away, uh, and now we are moving into Ezra. Uh, And the caption here says, The return led by Zubarell. So apparently now they are returning. So <clears throat> let's get into it. Um, the re, the return led by Zoop Zuper. Zoop Zu Zubel. Uh, after seventy years in exile, the captain uh, the captives from Judah were allowed to return to their homeland nearly fifty thousand people made this journey upon the arrival they they began to rebuild the homeland okay uh but became discouraged by by opposition isn't that the case always okay after in after encouragement from hey guy. And Zechariah. They return to the task and complete the temple. The message of the prophets still speak to us today, encouraging us to continue to build up God's church. Okay? Rightly, people, not wrongly. We have false prophets, false teachers, uh, false um ministers and priests and and the list goes on okay that are not teaching properly they are claiming to be but they are not and we have to be on guard the lord tells us to be on guard watch these people because you they will be more and more and more towards the end. And unfortunately today we are at the end of the we're at the end of the rope, people. And it's showing itself more and more. And these people have aligned themselves and they're becoming more and more uh banded together and making life very difficult for everybody else that don't fall in line with them. Okay, all right, so let's get on with this Ezra uh, chapter 1 and 1. In the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of God, um, the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, the Lord moved the heart of Cyrus, king of Persia, to make a proclamation throughout his realm and to put it in writing. This is what Cyrus, king of Persia, says. The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has appointed me to build a temple for him at Jerusalem in Judah. Now, we discussed this before I closed. Here is a man who is not from the area. He's not Hebrew. He's not Israelite, okay? He knows he, he knows something, but he's not. He doesn't know everything. Let's put it that way. He knows of them. But here he is being led by the Lord. Okay? To rebuild the temple of Jerusalem and Judah. And this is why I tell people, what would you say? Because you don't know who you're talking to. Because God will use a rock to get what he needs done. He will use an and he will use an he will use a sinner to do what he needs to get done. You understand what I'm saying to you? So you have to be very careful because eventually that person is going to turn over to God because God has already chosen them. So you out here running around about that person. Because they're not living the way you think they should be living. But God has already laid his hands on them. You just don't know it. Be careful. Okay? Um, th- uh, so, now the Lord has revealed to him, he wants him to build this temple in Jerusalem. Okay? One and three. Any one of his people among you, May his God be with him and let him go up to Jerusalem and Judea and build the temple of the Lord, the God of Israel, the God who is in Jerusalem. Now, notice he said, any of your people, God's people. Now he's not building it. He's overseeing the building. He's providing what needs to be provided. The people, okay. Watch, and the people of any place where survivors may now be living are to provide him with silver and gold, with with goods and livestock, and with freewill offerings for the temple of God in Jerusalem. Then the family heads of Judah and Benjamin and the priest and the Levites and everyone whose heart God has moved prepared to go up and build the house of the Lord in Jerusalem. Again, God's hand is on the people who he's sending to rebuild. Now, everybody... Not everybody, because some of those people, because they've been taken into captivity and they've lived among the pagans they they, they they're not going to return. they're used to the pagan life. but then you have those who have been humbled and they <clears throat> know where they went wrong. <clears throat> excuse me and let me let me say something very quickly because a lot of people misconstrue things. There were some people who were taken into captivity that did believe in God still. But the Lord had to take the whole nation, or most of the nation. There were a few uh, people, uh, st- or you say, stragglers, that were left behind because they were too poor. They had nothing, no way, so, you know, they weren't important. Leave them there, you know. And uh, those people, many of them, were some of God's children who didn't go. uh, They didn't go with the others because many of them did believe in God, and that was his way of preserving them, as the Lord will do at the end, okay, so they weren't rich as far as uh having money in the kingdom, but they were rich in heart, and they were rich in the Lord's eye because they still stood for what they believed in, and so they were spared. Okay, but in terms of economics at that time, they were dirt poor, so they didn't bother with those people. They left them behind now they were or there was also some that was taken and into captivity, okay, so this is who he's speaking to these people, okay the ones taken into captivity that have humbled themselves, the ones that were taken in captivity that still believed, and the ones who were left behind that were believers, okay? <clears throat> All their neighbors assisted them with articles of silver and gold, with goods and livestock, and with viable gifts in addition to a freewill offering. Moreover, King Cyrus brought out the oracles belonging to the temple of the Lord, which Nebuchadnezzar had carried away from Jerusalem and had placed in the temple of his God. Cyrus, king of Persia, had them brought by Metrith, the treasurer, who counted them out to Shishabaz, Shishabaz, the prince of Judah. Now, before I go into the inventory, You you had to wonder why Nebuchadnezzar uh, stripped the uh, temple of everything of worth and took it with him and then burned the temple down. Okay? When the temple went down, that was an error that bypassed, that went past. And Nebuchadnezzar was being led, believe it or not, by God to do these things. To preserve, because you know, David and Solomon put a lot of money into that temple. And being the temple, being destroyed was one thing. But these things could not be destroyed. These things were put in there just with love and obedience. Much care, much work went into them. So Nebuchadnezzar was literally instructed by God to remove those things, take them off the walls, tear them off the walls, take down columns and things, okay? So all this stuff um, that was not destroyed was kept. So this is the inventory of those things. Okay, first we have the gold dishes, which is uh, 30. Silver dishes, a 1,000. Uh silver pans 29, gold bowls 30, matching silver bowls four hundred four hundred and ten, and other articles a thousand. And all there were uh, five hundred five thousand four hundred articles of gold and silver. Shabazzbar, well, all these along with the exiles, came up from Babylon to Jerusalem. Okay. Um now, the list of exiles who returned. Now, these are the people of the province who came up from captivity of exile. When Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had taken captives to Babylon, they returned to Jerusalem and Judea, uh, each to his own town, in the company with Zubaral, Z- Zubabel Ju- Joshua Na. Ne- Nehemiah, ne excuse me, Nehemiah, uh, Syria, Sir, Reekla, Mordecai, mm, Balshan and Misfa, Bigvia, Rehum and Baana. The list of men of the people of Israel, the descendants of Parash. All oh, right, guys. I had to move something over here. <clears throat> okay. Need a little space. Okay, that's better. Um The Descendants of Parash, two thousand one hundred and seventy two of She Fet uh, Shafetia three hundred and seventy two. Of Ara seven seventy five hmm. of Poth Moab through the line of Joshua and Joab, two thousand eight hundred and twelve of Elam, one thousand two hundred and fifty four of Zatu, seven sixty of Bani six forty two of Bina six twenty 620, uh, six twenty three of Asgard, one thousand two hundred and twenty two of Edonicem six sixty six huh. of Bigva two thousand fifty six of Adden 98 no 454 uh after after through Hezekiah 90 98 uh, yeah 98 uh Benzia 323 Johora 112 hashram 223 Gibar ninety five. The men of Bethlehem a hundred and twenty three, of Net Netto fifty six, and Anth, one twenty five, uh one twenty eight. Sorry, Azimuth forty two, of Kithroth Jimmy Jame- uh. Kirf uh, <laughs> Kirf J- and uh, Kifara and Buraf, seven hundred and forty three of Ramas and Giba sixty two of Mitch Mick Mash one twenty two. Of uh, Bethel and Ari two hundred twenty three, and Nebo, fifty two. Ah, uh, it's Korea of Jamine and Kifara and Bura seven hundred forty three. That's okay. Um, McBish one fifty six. Of the other Elam uh, one twenty one thousand two hundred fifty four uh, haram of haram three twenty of Lod of Lod and Hadid and Ono uh, seven twenty five Jericho three forty five of Sinera. 3,630, the priest, the descendants of Judiah through the family of Joshua was 973, of Emmer 1,052, of Pasher 1,247, of Harim 1,017. Levi's descendants of Joshua and Ketamil through the line of Havadavia, 74. The Singers, the descendants of Asphod 128. The Gatekeepers of the Temple. The descendants of Tamman Altar, Taman, Ak, Ak, Akub, Hatia, and Shuba, Shubia, Shub Shubia, Shubia, 139. The temple servants, the descendants of Sheha, Hashifa, Tabath, Kiros, Saiha, Padan, Labana, Hagabah, Akub, Hag, uh, Hagab. Salmia and Hanan. Wow, this is a long list. Gidel, Gashar, Rayaja, Rizin, Ki-Oda, Gazem, Uza, Pae, Besse, Asna. Uh, Miam, um, Naf, Naf, Asim, Naf, asim, naf asim, bakba Hakapa, Hakafa, Har, har Harhir, Har, Mihida, Harsha, Barkos, Sisera, Tema, Nisia, and Hat, Tefa the descendants of the servants of Solomon, descendants of Sotia, Hashafeth, Purda, Jala, Dakan, Gideon, Gideel, <coughs> Sephita, Hati, Hatiel, uh, Pokras, <coughs> Has um, has Briam and Ami. The temple servants and descendants. Notice I haven't read any uh, numbers. They haven't given any numbers for those. The descendants of the servants of Solomon, 392. Now we're getting back to the numbers. The following came up from the town of Tel Milah, Tel, Hasha, Kirib, Anadom, and Imri, but they could not show that their families were descendants from Israel. The descendants of Deliah, why couldn't they show it? Because they were, their line was so mixed up that they could not prove. They knew who they were, but they couldn't prove it. That's like people today. Um, you know, here, especially here in the West, uh, in the United States, uh, people have a hard time proving what line they came out of. The only way you can really find out is two ways. Either your family already knows and it's been passed down generation to generation, or for many of us in this country, uh, they have gone back and done blood tests to find out who their family descendants were. And others have gone back according to the family names and went back uh, through uh, different generations to see where they came from in order to know where they fell. Then there are others who have been flatly towed out to the by God Himself, what line they came out of. Um, so that's the situation, and this is pretty much probably what happened with this family, much like many people here uh, in this country, and not just here in this country, but all over the world. Okay, um, okay, the descendants of. Del Aya, Tubia, and Nekoda, 652. And from among the priests, the descendants of Hobia, uh, Hakaz, and Barzeli, a man who had married the daughter of Barzelli, the Gilatite, and was called by that name. Um, these these searched for their family records, but they could not find them, and so were exiled from the priesthood as unclean. The governor ordered them not to eat any of the most sacred foods until there was a priest ministering with the urim and the uh, Tumen. That's sad because um, the this that particular family line uh was well known. Bazelli, if you remember, we were reading back a while ago. <laughs> uh, he was very instrumental at um helping uh King David uh when he was um being chased by Saul. Okay? So and high priest, one of the high priests so for his for the family members not to be able to trace themselves back, that's, you know, that's really something. But again, these people knew who they were. They knew they were related, but they just could not uh, show proof. The whole company numbered uh, 42,360, besides their 7,337 manservants, and maid servants, and they also had 200 men and women singers. They had 736 horses, 245 mules, 435 camels, and 6,720 donkeys. Now, mind you, when these people were hauled off to Babylon, much of their cattle and stuff was taken with them. Uh, Some of it, they... Some of it they kept. Uh they because they were captiv uh captives, um, they went into Babylon to work for the Babylonians. But they still had houses, they still had places to live, uh, they still ate food. Um some of them still had farmlands. Uh they had a Life, but it was a life under another God, and a life under a, a different uh, way of living. It's like if you move from your country to another country and you're forced to stay there. You can't go. You have to learn how to live their way of life. Um, and that's pretty difficult, especially when you are a very uh, religious consecrated person and this lifestyle is totally the opposite. Okay. Uh, when they arrived at the house of the Lord in Jerusalem, some of the heads of the families gave free will offerings towards the rebuilding of the house of God on its site. According to the abilities, they gave to the treasury for this work sixty-one thousand drachmas of gold and five thousand minas of silver and a hundred priestly garments. You see, this is why I'm saying to you, if they weren't living, uh, some kind of you know, normal normal life like, uh, having work like you work every day, you. You bring money and for clothes and your house and paying your bills. Well, these people still was doing that stuff. They were just living under a, a different ruling that was totally the opposite of theirs. This is why when they went back, they were able to give these things. These the people giving these things that was in captivity. You said to yourself, well, where did they get this stuff from? They were still getting this stuff while they were in captivity. Okay. All right, let's move on. The priests, the Levites, the singers, the gatekeepers, and the temple servants settled in their own towns along with some of the other people, and the rest of the Israelites settled in their towns. Okay, uh, chapter three, when the seventh month came and the leader and the Israelites had settled in their towns, the people assembled as one man in Jerusalem. Then Joshua, son of Josadak, and his fellow priest and Zubabel, son of uh, Shiltil. Shiltil and his associates began to build the altar of god and israel to sacrifice burnt offerings on it in accordance with what is written in the law of moses the man of god despite sacrifice, a sacrifice despite their fear of the people around them they built the altar on its foundation and sacrifice burnt offerings on it to God, both the morning and the evening sacrifices. Then, in accordance with what is written, they celebrated the feast of tabernacles with regard uh, uh, with the required number of burnt offerings prescribed for each day. Okay, so this was during the fall season. Hmm. Okay. Feast of Tabernacles. After that, they presented the regular burnt offerings, the new moons and sacrifices. So, let's see. Um, and I'm trying to see, uh, get an idea of when they actually uh, went back. Just give me a second here. Um, because... They give you some kind of idea. Hmm. I'm not seeing it, but um. So they're saying the seventh month. Yeah. So if they started do yeah, so they you figure. Uh, probably, uh, I don't want to say because I'm not sure. I'm going to look that up to get an idea of when they actually moved out and settled into Israel. But they did start doing the sacrifices and things, uh, during the time, of the Feast of Tabernacles, which is usually October, September, October. Late late September, early October. Okay. All right. Um let's go back to three, five. After that, they presented the regular burnt offerings, the new moon sacrifices, and the sacrifices for all the appointed sacred feasts of the Lord, as well as those brought as freewill offerings to the Lord. On the first day of the seventh month, they began to offer burnt offerings to the Lord through the foundations of the Lord's temple had not yet been laid. Okay? Even though it hadn't been laid, they still did the freewill offerings. Um. Then they gave money to the masons and carpenters and gave food and drink and oil to the people of Sidon and Tyre so that they would bring cedar logs by sea from Lebanon to Joppa as authorized by Cyrus, king of Persia. See, Cyrus gave them the okay to give these people what they needed to build, rebuild the temple. In the second month of the second year after their arrival at the house of God in Jerusalem, Zerubbabel, son of till Josiah, son of Josedek, and the rest of their brothers, the priests and the Levites, and all who had returned from captivity to Jerusalem, began the work, appointing Levites 20 years of age and older to supervise the building of the house of the Lord. Yeshua, Yeshua and his sons and brothers, and Katamel and his sons, descendants of Hudavia, the sons of Henadad. And their sons and brothers, all Levites, joined together to in supervising those working on the house of God. When the buildings, uh, when the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, the priests in their vestments and uh, with trumpets, and the Levites, the son of Aspheth, the cymbals took their places to praise the Lord. As prescribed by David, king of Israel, with praise and thanksgiving, they sang to the Lord, He is good. His love to Israel endures forever. And all the people gave a great shout of praise to the Lord, because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid." But many of the older priests and Levites and family heads who had seen the former temple wept wept aloud when they saw the foundation of the temple being laid. While many others shouted for joy, no one could distinguish the sound of the shouts of joy from the sounds of weeping because the people made so much noise and the sound was heard far away. Chapter four, when the enemies of Judah and Benjamin heard that the exiles were building a temple for the Lord, the God of Israel, they came to Zubabel and to the heads of the families and said, let us help you build because like you, we seek your God and have been sacrificing to him since the time of Erasahut, king of Assyria, who brought us here. But Zubabal, uh, And the rest of the heads of the family of Israel answered, You have no part with us in building temple to our God. We alone will build it for the Lord, the God of Israel, as King Cyrus, the king of Persia, commanded us. Then the people around them set out to discourage the people of Judah and make them afraid to go on building they hired counselors to work uh, they hired counselors uh, sorry they hired counselors to work against them and frustrate their plans during the entire reign of king uh, reign of Cyrus king of Persia and down to the reign of uh, Darius king of Persia at the beginning of the reign of Exasius, they lodged an accusation against the people of Judah and Jerusalem. And in the days of Exasius, king of Persia, Bishalom Mithridel, Tabel and the rest of his associates wrote a letter to Exasius. Uh, the letter was written in Arabic script and in Aramatic Language. Rehum and commanded, uh, uh, Rehum, the commanding officer of Shimshai, the secretary, wrote a letter against Jerusalem to Xaxius the king as follows. Rim, the commanding officer, and Shimshai, the secretary, together with the rest of their associates, the judges and officials, over the men from Tripolis, uh, Persia, erect and Babylon, the Elamanites of Susa, and the other people whom the great and honorable Ashurbiapal deported, and settled in the city of Samaria and elsewhere in Trans Euphrates this is a copy of the letter they sent him to king Exa- to king exastrus um From your servant, the men of Trans-Ephrates, the king should know that the Jews who came up to us from you have gone to Jerusalem and are rebuilding the rebellious and wicked city. They are restoring the walls and repairing the foundations. Furthermore, the king should know that if this city is built and its walls are restored, no more taxes, tribunes, or duties will be paid, and the royal, re- the royal revenue will suffer. Now, since uh, we are under obligation to the palace and it is not proper for us to see the king dishonored, we are sending this message to inform the king so that search may be made in the archives of the predecessors. In these records, you will find that this city is a rebellious city, troublesome to kings and provinces, a place of rebellion for the ancient times. That is why this city was destroyed. We inform the king that if the city is built and its walls are restored, you will be left with nothing in Transifrates. The king sent this reply to Reune, the commanding officer, Shishal, the secretary, and the rest of their associates living in Samaria and elsewhere in Transifrates. Greetings. This letter you sent us has been read and translated in my presence. I issued an order... And a search was made, and it was found. that this city has a long history of revolt against kings and has been a place of rebellion and and seditation. Jerusalem has had powerful kings ruling over the whole transepturedies, and tax, tribune, and duty were found to them. Uh, Now, issues and order to these men to stop work so that this city will not be rebuilt until I so order. Be, be careful not to neglect their matter. Be careful not to neglect this matter. Why let uh, this threat grow to the detriment of the royal interest? As soon as the copy of the letter of King Exast- was read to Renun and Shimmai the secretary, and their, and their associates. They went immediately to the Jews in Jerusalem and compelled them by force to stop. Thus the work on the house of God in Jerusalem came to a standstill until the second year of the reign of Darius, king of Persia. Uh, now Haggai, the prophet, and Zechariah, the prophet, uh, a descendant of Idu, Prophecy to the Jews in Jerusalem and uh, to Judea and Jerusalem in the name of God of Israel who was over them. Then Zerubel, son of Sheltel Shelteli Gotta get that name right. She Al she She I'm not sure about that name. I'm going to get the pronunciation for that. she Shealtil and Jusiah, Jus- Jus- a son of Josadak, set to help to rebuild the house of God in Jerusalem. And the prophets of God were with them, helping them. And at the time, uh, Tatin Tatiah. Um, governor of the Trans-Euphrates and Sheltar Bozini and their associates went to them and asked who authorized you to rebuild this temple and restore this structure and they also asked what are the names of the men constructing this building? But the eye of their God was watching over the elders of Jews of the Jews, and they were not stopped until a report could go to Darius and his writing reply be received. This is a copy of the letter of Tatania, governor of Trans euphrates and Shithar Bonini Bozini and their associates, the officials of the Transifreddes, sent to King Darius. The report they sent him read as follows. So, all this time, back and forth, there's these letters being written and the people's of work has literally come to a crawl, a standstill. Okay, The enemy's always out there trying to put a stop in the work of God, okay? We fight against principalities, okay? And unfortunately, those principalities move right on into the man's, uh, to a man's body, his host. And they they actually allow themselves to be taken over by the adversary to do his work. Okay, remember, this is a battle. Uh, You have the host of God, you have people who are working for God, and you have people who are working for Satan. Okay, to King Darius, cordial greetings. The king should know that we went to the district of Judah, to the temple of the great God. The people are building it with large stones and placing the timbers in the walls. The work is being carried on with diligence and is making rapid process progress under their direction we questioned the elders and asked them we authorize you to rebuild the temple who authorized you to rebuild the temple and restore their structure we also asked them their names so that we could write down the names of their leaders For your information, this is the answer they gave us. We are the servants of the God of heaven and earth, and we are rebuilding the temple that was built many years ago, one that a great king of Israel built and finished. But because our fathers angered the God of heaven, he handed them over to Nebuchadnezzar, the Chaldean king of Babylon, who destroyed their temple and deported the people to Babylon. However, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Babylon, king of Cyrus, issued a decree to rebuild this house of God. He even removed from the temple of Babylon the gold and silver articles of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar had taken from the temple of Jerusalem and brought to the temple in Babylon. Then King Cyrus gave them to a man named Shishab- Shishabaz, Shishabaz uh, whom he had appointed governor, and he told him take these articles and go and deport uh, take these articles and go and deposit them in the temple in Jerusalem, and rebuild the house of God on this site. So this Shabazz came and laid the foundations of the house of God in Jerusalem. From that day to the present, it has been under construction, but is not yet finished. Now, if it pleases the king, let a search be made in the royal archives of Babylon to see if King Cyrus did in fact issue a decree to rebuild this house of God in Jerusalem. Then let the king send us his decision in this manner. So King Darius then issued an order, and they searched in the archives, stored in the treasure of Babylon. A scroll was found in the citadel of Akbatana in the province of Media, and this was written on it. Memorandum. In the first year of King Cyrus, King issued a decree concerning the temple of God in Jerusalem. Let the temple be rebuilt as a place to present sacrifices and let its foundations be laid. It is to be 90 feet high and 90 feet wide with three courses of large stones and one of timber. The course are to be laid by the royal treasure. Also, the gold and silver articles of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar took from the temple in Jerusalem and brought to Babylon, are to be returned to their place in the temple in Jerusalem, and they are to be deposited in the house of God. Now then, Tattaniah, governor of Trans, Euphrates, and uh, Shefah, Bozani and you, their fellow officers of the province, stay away from there and do not interfere with the work on their temple of God. And Let the governor of the Jews and the Jewish elders rebuild this house of God on its site. Moreover, I hereby decree what you are to do for these elders of the Jews in the construction of the house of God. The expenses of these men are to be fully paid out of the royal treasury for the renews, uh, from the revenues of the Transifrates, so that the work will not stop. Whatever is needed, young bulls, rams, males, lambs for burnt offerings to God of heaven, and wheat, salt, wine, all as requested by the priest of Jerusalem must be given them daily without fail, so that they may offer sacrifices pleasing to God of heaven and pray for the well-being of the king and his sons. Furthermore, I decree that if anyone changes this edit, a being is to be pulled from his house, and he is to be lifted up and impaled on it, and for this crime his house is to be made a pile of rubble. May God who has caused his name to dwell there overthrow any kings or people who lift a hand to change this decree or to destroy this temple in Jerusalem i darius have decreed it and let it be carried out with diligence then becomes uh then became of the decree of king darius had sent Tatni governor of transphrates and Sh- shetha ben- ben- Bolzini, bozini and the associates carried it out Diligence. So the elders of the Jews continued to build and prosper on the preaching of Hagar, the prophet, and Zechariah, a descendant of Idu. They finished building the temple according to the command of God of Israel and the decree of Cyrus, Darius, and Exasius, uh, Ex- 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 king of Persia. The temple was completed on the third day of the month Adar, in the sixth year of the reign of King Darius. Then the people of Israel, the priests, the Levites, and the rest of the exiles celebrated dedication of the house of God with joy. For the dedication of the house of God, they offered a hundred bulls, two hundred rams, four hundred male lambs, and a sin offering for all Israel, 12 male goats and for each of the tribes of Israel. And they installed the priests in their divisions and the Levites in their groups for the service of God at Jerusalem, according to what is written in the book of Moses." On the 14th day of the first month, the exiles celebrated Passover. The priests, the Levites, had purified themselves and were all ceremonially clean. The Levites slaughtered the Passover lamb for all exiles, for their their brothers, the priests, and for themselves. So the Levites, who had returned from the exile, uh, ate it together with all who had separated themselves from the unclean practices of their Gentile neighbors in order to seek the Lord, the God of Israel. For seven days they celebrated with joy the Feast of Unleaving Bread, because the Lord had filled them with joy by changing the attitude of the king of Assyria so that he assisted them in the work on the house of God, the God of Israel. Okay, everyone, let's uh, go over this very quickly. Um, as you can see, um, they were unable to uh, stop the hand of God. They tried, but you can't change what God has put in effect. Um also, uh, God had his way with his people. You know, this was the drawing back of his people and making them understand that you are mine and you will do accordingly as I have commanded. And they also uh, show you where uh, what was said by the prophets came true. Um Everything that was said by the prophet came true. Uh, As you can see, uh, Exastrius, or Darius, whichever name you want to call him, um, was Esther's husband. And so... uh, He really, uh, you know, was behind uh, getting this established, uh, as I was saying. Um, The elders were led by God to say exactly what was done. Had they not mentioned that King... Um, Cyrus was the one that gave the order and exactly what he said they would have they would have not been able to build continue building but see when God does things he tells you to do them a certain way so that it comes out the way they did it they told it just as it was so um when King Darius went to look it up, sure enough, there it was in the archives, see, because everything at that time was written down, okay? And this is why uh, having things written in black and white is so important. And a lot of people today are like, well, you know, we got the computers, but here's the thing with computers, everyone, okay? Even though they say, oh, it cannot be erased. It's out there. You can pick it up. That's true. However, there's going to come a time when that's not going to be true. This is why you uh, hear stories about end time where they're burning books and burning uh, the Bibles and all this stuff because it's written. And so what is written Stays in place. The Bible has been around for many many, 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 many centuries, right? Because it's a written word. If you destroy the written word, then hopefully people will not remember it anymore. This is why the Lord said, I will inscribe it in your minds and in your heart. Because he knows this. In times, they're going to uh, try to obliviate the word by destroying it. But you can't destroy something that's already in somebody's mind and in their heart. So at this time these people wrote everything down. Whatever happened, it was written down. This was all over the world. Even in China and Japan, okay? You see this all the time. They always write stuff down. This is how we have this is how we have history, okay? So, they knew this. So, when they said exactly how King uh, Cyrus had told it to them, when King Darius went to look it up, there it was. Proof. Okay? So, again, I go back to the computers now. Computers are not all that safe. Things need to still be written down on paper. Okay, still need to be printed out on paper. You still need to have a record somewhere. Always keep a record. Okay, so that is the importance of it. Okay, now. The other thing, uh, I want to talk about here was, uh, the three kings. You know, there's three kings involved in this. There was, uh, there was, um, there was Cyrus. There was King uh, Darius and Zaxius. Well, Zaxius had two names. Darius, Zaxius uh, was. Uh, I don't know exactly how it was that he had two names. Some people call him Darius, some people call him Zaxius. I don't know, he was da- uh, Zaxius I. I'm going to look into that. I did look into that last year, I think, and um, found out about it. But there was uh, there was uh, a change in kingship. But I don't care how many times you change the kingship, the truth is there if you look for it. And, of course, when the uh, elders finally gave the story as it was to Darius he was able to find it right off Um, and then you have to also remember that the other kings um, they had to be careful with the people who they were dealing with because you know they were conniving and so it took this long um, for the uh, for the kingdom to be Um, or I shouldn't say the kingdom, for the temple to be uh, built up again. Uh, But, again, it was done in the Lord's time, not man's time. So that's probably the reason for it. And the timing was perfect. It started in October, September, when they gave the uh, sacrifices for, um, uh, for the... Tabernacle of um, I'm drawing a blank. Sorry about that. Um, Feast of Tabernacles, and then it ended uh, in the the month of Adar, which is the time of Passover. Okay, so a year. A year had passed by or almost a year let's just count that back let's see yeah probably around somewhere around that uh, almost not not quite okay so, those are the underlining issues in this story, besides the fact that, uh, you know, man um, was was uh, really trying hard to keep them from reestablishing the temple. And the lies that were told, uh, <laughs> you know... <laughs> oh, this place is so evil and wicked and you can't build it back up. Um, you know, y- you have to, that that itself would have made me think, hey, let me check this out, you know, because if it's that wicked, we, we need not to put it back up. The other thing was how smart the kings were, uh, the kings of Persia. They had heard the stories, okay, many had heard the stories of uh the King David and King Solomon um, but they also knew that if and I'm sure this is what was on King Cyrus's mind if they build the temple, what benefit is of it what benefit is it to me and my people see and of course, knowing the stories of uh of uh, Jerusalem and the kingdom of God they knew that helping them would be a blessing to them and so in several uh, parts here it's mentioned uh that you know when they started praying they prayed not just for the jewish people for the returnees but they prayed for those who help them establish the temple. And so what happens is when you help God's children, the blessings they receive comes back on you. Okay. All right. We just wanted to touch on those things. And um, we're going to pick up tomorrow uh, at the... uh, that to return those I guess more people are going to return under Exaxius King of Persia. Okay? All right, everyone. This is Mr. Macmillan. Uh, for those of you out there who um uh, who would like to drop me a line, you can uh, at anchor dot fm right slash Linda Dash Macmillan 9, or you can reach me at Macmillan75gmail.com. Uh, for those of you on my Facebook page uh, or would like to come on the page, uh, it's Linda McMillan um, Just send me a line, a message, and I will get back to you. Okay? Alright, everyone. Have a blessed evening and good night.